Okay, well, we're going to get to our weekend sporting highlights in just a while, but we're going to get straight into the swimming because it was a magnificent weekend. For Daniel Whiffen in particular, he secured a superb world title double. He stormed to gold in the 1500 metres metre freestyle at the World Aquatics Championships in Doha and I'm delighted to say that John Rudd National Performance Director for Swimming at Swim Ireland joins us now John it must have been a great weekend Well it was uh, yeah, it was certainly a great way to finish off uh, eight days of, of terrific racing particularly you know we were on a real high after that first gold in the 800 freestyle earlier in the week but to double up and and win two golds, and then for Daniel to come away with swimmer of the meet, it was um, yeah, it was really the icing on the cake for us. I'm saying it was, and you, obviously the relay teams did well. And as a group, I mean, you're not just there minding Daniel. As a group, you must have been quite pleased with how it went. Yeah, this team is a real blend at the moment of um, you know senior experience guys that are trying to get to their second or even their third Olympic games, and then the young bucks coming through. Of you know, we've got to remember that Daniel is only 22 and. And there's a lot of young guys on that team, some experience in their first ever World Championships. Young John Short, only 17, making a World semi-final. And as you say, um, the men's relay team making our first ever World Championship final in a relay. And uh, with their result and the result the girls achieved at the Worlds last summer, um, both those relays um, you know, now should receive an invitation to the Games. John, just over the last few years uh, since you have come into the role, have you seen a lot of progress been made? Because it feels like from the outside looking in that um, swimming has come on leaps and, bra- and, and bounds in terms of performance. Yeah, I think it has. Uh, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's a holistic thing. It's in, it's in every aspect. It's, it's, right down in, uh, it's right down in our clubs and, uh, and, and our coaches. Uh, it's, right, it's in our regions across all the provinces. It's in our national competitions. It's the way we go about our business. It's how we identify athletes, how we support them, uh, the standards we set to, for them to represent Ireland. It's, it's a whole cocktail of different things. You know, the, there isn't something that you can put your finger on and say, ah, that was, that was what did it. it it's, a, it's a wealth of different initiatives and, and, uh, uh, and things that we put together over a six or seven year period and, and we're now starting to see the fruits of that and um, and, and I truly believe it's you know we're, we're still embryonic in this you know we can we can make uh, further steps forwards you know in the years to come What steps? Where would you start? Well it'd be nice to see our, you know an Olympic medal this summer um, Daniel certainly has the capabilities of doing it um, it will be a different it will be a different state of affairs to this World Championships in fairness. A February World Championships is a, is a strange place to have one. We don't normally have one in an Olympic year. And, and different athletes will have been in different states of preparation. And some athletes chose not to go. So that's not to take away you know, the, the gold medal that he won. It, it, you, you turn up at World Championships and you beat the people in front of you. And he did that convincingly. Uh, but the Olympic Games will be a, will be a, a, different, a different state of affairs and it'll be, it'll be tougher but he has the capabilities. Um, we'd really like to see Mona McSharry start turning some of these finals into, into medal contending positions as well. She has the capabilities of doing that. Um, and then I think that once you, once you have that momentum from, from athletes of that nature, um, it inspires the generations to come. And, and those youngsters that are going into, into Irish swimming clubs at 8, 9, 10, 11 years of age, 
this is what they believe that they can achieve and they can and when you have that belief and you have that momentum uh, then the world's your oyster so seeing is believing i think it's the best phrase that was coined in sport by women's sport a couple of years ago i think it's an incredible couple of words so when you look and i have have kids in swimming clubs i've been in the aquatic center and watched thousands of kids and how well they run but when they see and believe that they can achieve what Daniel Whiffen is achieving, is achieving, do we have the infrastructure? We have two 50-metre pools. They're on two different sides of the country. Are we ready to maximise the seeing is believing? Um, it can always be better. Um, we, do, we, do have, um, we do have a problem with not just with 50-metre pools, but we, but we don't have enough pools on the island. Uh, and some of them aren't functional enough for swimming clubs. But we have some extremely creative and dynamic clubs and coaches out there that, that manage to do wonders with the resources that they have. Uh, what I'd like to see you know, in the, in the years to come is how talented those coaches truly are by giving them the resources that, that maybe we see in, in the UK or, or in Europe that, that coaches of their ability just take as, a, as, as naturally for red. Um, and if and if we can do that, if we can generate uh, more pools, more water time available to swimming clubs, and and allow those coaches to really uh, blossom their talents of, over the years, then yeah, we we can we can see something really special. And with with Daniel uh, in particular, you know, he's just a regular guy. He's a 22 year old guy that um, has lived all his life in in Ireland. Uh, he swam in an Irish swimming club. He's gone to university. And he's just continued with his self-belief, his confidence, his dream, and that just shows, you know, anybody and everybody that if you if you have an ability, and you're willing to put in time and attention, uh, and you know, walk the walk and not just talk the talk when it comes to uh, training and commitment, then then th- these things are totally achievable. Gwania Murphy, Olympian, also joins us on the line. Gwania, thanks so much for coming on this evening. We all watched Daniel over the weekend and we'll be hoping to see him uh, do great things in the Paris Olympics and Mona as well and everyone who, who heads off. But how difficult is it to go to an Olympic Games? What's the pressure like and what's the pressure and expectation like that comes with swimming for Ireland? Thanks a million for having me. Um, I suppose it comes down to what pressure you put on yourself. But the guys there, especially Daniel, he's very versed within what he's doing. He's experienced, he's learning from it. And also, I think John referenced there previously, he wouldn't be 100% rested for Worlds. He knows that there is a few of his top contenders not there. So he's using this competition as a preparation meet for the Olympics, learning the different tactics he's going to go after. And that's from the night before getting prepared for the competition the next day in the warm-up he has the heats which will be in the morning and then the finals the next day in the evening so he's using every little detail now in the lead up to the Olympics to be prepared and to manage his own expectations because we all know he's a, a determined athlete and he wants to be at the top of the podium all the time he said it himself he wants to be breaking world records so he knows where he wants to go and he's working on on that all the time John he's only 22 when do male swimmers hit their prime? Uh, that's a million-dollar question. Um, you know, Michael Phelps said his. Well, if you t- if you if you take an average across the sport, it's it's a twenty-four to twenty-five-year-old sport. But then then it becomes event-specific, 
And, you know, for instance, in the shortest event, the 50-metre freestyle, some of those guys are, are, coming, are coming to their best in their early 30s. Um, now, the, dis- the distance events require some of the most gruesome and brutal training there is. Um, so, you know, I would think that Daniel is absolutely in the right place for, for delivering in Paris. And he's still got the age profile for, for Los Angeles in 2028 if he wants to around those events. So there's nothing that we need to worry about in terms of, uh, you know, longevity with Daniel at this point in time. Cronia, you obviously made the trek from Wexford to Limerick to train in the University of Limerick and, and go to school to get yourself to where you got yourself to. How big an advantage is it for Daniel to be in Lochborough in Leicestershire when you look at the facilities they have, the hotel in the elite athlete section it just looks incredible it does and I suppose Daniel is, is always on social media he, he puts up the good sides but I think what's most important is finding a program that suits the athlete and that is it's down to the coach athlete relationship and everything that kind of surrounds it from strength and conditioning psychology and then also the facilities are really really important I was really lucky when I moved to Limerick it was just starting as the high performance centre down there and everything was like in place for me from a 50 metre pool on my doorstep. Yes, I did have to move school, but everything was there within five, 10 minutes of, of it. So it's, it is really important, but also that coach athlete relationship. If you're going to work with somebody, it's like going to work. You're going to 30, 40 hours a week, you're doing it when you're training. So you need to make sure that that relationship is really, really strong. I remember going down to visit you actually um, Connie and Limerick in the house you probably won't remember this because you're really young uh, to do an interview and just seeing all the swimming togs inside the door when I went in and um, you and your mum and you just moved house it's it's an amazing sacrifice that you made but is that what it takes really to, to get to that top level? I, I think it is I think like you have to put yourself in the correct position you know and making sure that you've no stone unturned and that's exactly what I did um, whether it's a 50 metre pool it's a, it's for, for strength and conditioning whatever it is that you need like we are lucky that we have three performance uh, centres in Ireland at the minute between Limerick and Stilgone which obviously I'm I'm very thrilled to see then you've got Dublin and then you've got Bangor so within the three on, on the island of Ireland if there isn't one there then athletes are looking elsewhere but there is the opportunity and the facilities I know John said that you know we can always get better but it, it, it ultimately comes down to putting yourself in the best position to achieve the, the goals you want to achieve. And John, finding people that are willing to do the training that these athletes do, I mean, when you look at the hours, it is phenomenal. When you look through the youth in this country, do you see people with that attitude, that that walk the walk that you're talking about? Yeah, there's hundreds if not thousands of them. We see them every day in Irish swimming clubs. They get in up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning to go training before school. Um, they're trying to you know, make sure that they keep on top of their schoolwork and uh, hand their homework in on time and uh, you know, revise for exams. And then, and then they're back in the pool again in the afternoon and sometimes not until the evening because that's when their training is. And they put their social life on hold and their life in, in other sports you know, on the back burner a little bit and maybe spend a little bit less time with friends and family if they'd like to, but it's because they have a dream. And and in this sport, it does require time at task. You know, there are a number of hours in every week that, you know, they've, they've got to commit, but it's why when you see someone like Daniel who has to put in the ultimate amount of hours and metres 
ploughing up and down a swimming pool to swim the 800 and the 1500 freestyle, you know, the two longest events in the pool on the Olympic programme. Um, they, they, see the, they see the fruits of, of, of what can happen when, when someone does make that commitment. And, um, yeah, there's, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of, of, uh, of young kids that, that are doing that on a daily basis. They'll be in the pools now. They'll be in the pools now trying to be Daniel Whiffin. And, um, you know, it's our job to do all that we can to support them in the hope that they can reach those dreams. I just hope there's government officials listening that are going to build more pools because the hours they have to swim, at times they have to swim, is absolutely crazy, Marie. Yeah, I know Ruby's daughter is, is a swimmer, so she's often up early and he uh, never moans about it too much anyway. No, to it's, the night, it's the night time, expecting kids that are in swimming clubs to go in after everybody's had their phone. Like, we're trying to make athletes in this country. John, I hope you get your way. I hope you get more pools on this island. Well, I'd be delighted if this... Uh if this conversation helps facilitate that, yeah, there's, it, as I said before, it, it's it's not just more pools, and we do need them. In in every decent-sized conurbation, you know, where there's thousands of people that live, we need a swimming pool. It's not just about swimming clubs either and competitive swimming. You know, this is a crucial life skill, and we do worry about whether, you know, every child on this island is learning something that could one day save their life before we worry about whether they want to be competitive in it. And then once those pools exist, it's it's about those pool operators and local councils, you know, recognising that there's a huge amount of benefit to them and, and kudos and status that can be achieved if they do give swimming clubs, you know, good times of the day in which to train so that we don't have young people training until 9 o'clock at night and then having to get up at 4 o'clock the next morning to go back to training. So, yeah, any, anything that can be done to support and help that uh, this national governing body would be hugely grateful, that's for sure. Usually if uh, a sport wins a few Olympic medals, they tend to get a lot lot of support after that. Uh, Weed Gavin Noble, the chef, chef de mission for the Olympics on uh, just a while ago, and he said that he's not afraid to talk about medals. Have you set goals, John? No, because medals are outside of your control. Um, you know, any swimmer could go to the Olympic Games and swim a lifetime best and smash the smash the living daylights out of their previous performances and still not win a medal because your opponents um, just deliver an even better performance. You know, we've always set our targets around delivering in the moment, you know, going into on the day that matters, uh, embracing the arena and delivering your best performance. Um, that, that, that's your life-confirming performance as an athlete. And if that can be achieved, we have athletes that can challenge for medals. Um, so, no, there's no medal targets, but it's not to say that we don't want to win them. Gronya, how did you manage the pressure of expectation? I don't think I was really aware of it, being perfectly honest, and I think that was one good thing about me when I was swimming. Um, I worked quite closely with a, a sports psychologist when I was younger, and I think I was just so used to blocking out what was going out, uh, external pressures, and just going there to enjoy it and have fun at the at the highest level, and I think that's how you get there day in, day out. You have obviously tough times and I think that's where I used um the psychologist the most. But yeah, you just when you enjoy what you do, you you sacrifice a lot. But yeah, you just manage your expectations, you manage your nerves and you're always going to have little nerves coming into the likes of a world championships, European championships and Olympic Games. But each time you go out and race you're practicing um your race routine and how to manage them. So it's it was just came down to managing them from time to time. 
John, we're getting a great reaction to the um, results over the last eight days. Uh, one texter says, I think a factor in Paris will be likely to be having Nathan there too. It would be a brilliant story if both twins make it. Nathan was a huge lift to Dan in the short course championships. Nathan is, of course, Daniel's twin brother. Do you think that Nathan will be there as well, John? Um, well, the first thing I say is I sincerely hope so. And the second thing is uh, he has the ability and the talent and the work ethic to do so. Um, he's he's got a little bit of ground to make um, towards the Olympic qualifying time for our trials in May, um, but he absolutely has the qualities um, to to go to that trials and and do the job. So yeah, we'd be thrilled if he was on the team with Daniel. And as you say, it'd be a great story to have them both there. Um, so yeah, he's um, he's definitely a name in the frame for for one of the next places on the team. It feels like a really exciting time for Irish swimming. It is, and I think like even over the weekend, listening to different people talk about Irish swimming, that people wouldn't follow it. They'd follow it every four years and who are watching not just Daniel and Mona and all the, the relays that were going on over the last week too. It's very, very exciting and, and exciting for young people going to, to clubs or even just learning how to swim at the minute, getting them involved in the sport, whether they compete or not, it's a life skill but hopefully we'll see some more of them making Europeans and Worlds over the next couple of years. Okay, John and Gonya, thank you so much for coming on to chat to us about um, the last few days, I guess the last eight, eight days, but the weekend in particular, um, I think it was a, a brilliant one and a lovely way to finish the championships for Daniel Whiffen. We'll be keeping an eye on him and all the rest of the swimmers over the next few months as we head into the Paris Olympics. We're going to take a very quick break. Stay with us though. We'll be back with our weekend sporting highlights. 2FM.